1: Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know? I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's spring collection is here and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-N-K-E-S-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T-O-T- o m b a s dot com slash bonkers use the code bonkers at checkout larry the cable guy questions about ip and is jeremy strong from succession the new daniel day lewis question mark all this and more on a brand new how did this get made mini episode hit the theme What is up? My Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez stands. Welcome to a Hide This Get Made mini episode. I'm your host, Paul Shear, aka Tall John, and we got a big episode. It's not even a mini anymore. Basically, a regular size episode. We got a lot going on. Jason Manzoukas will be here in just a little bit. We'll be talking about what we're watching in another edition of Quar Chat. Plus, we'll give you some gift ideas. By the way, if you are jonesing for some gift ideas, I showed up on Add to Cart, which is a great uh, podcast hosted by Kulop Vilasak and also uh, Suchin Pak. And I have given, I think, a great list of recommendations, things you can primarily get on Amazon. They brought me back after my appearance last year. I like gift giving. I think I do a good job on that show. I come prepared. I hope that maybe if you listen, you might be able to find some things for people in your life that uh, have odd tastes, like popcorn machines and books about Marvel. And other weird shit. I don't know. I think I'm threading a good needle there. Am I talking about anchor chargers? Yeah, I am. Why? Because you need an anchor charger. They're so slim. They're so compact. I actually got an anchor charger for my laptop. Anyway, let's not get into all that. All I want to tell you is not only do you get Jason, not only are we going to tell you what movie we're watching next week we are also going to go back in time just a little bit to talk about this holiday classic that we kicked off our holiday movie season with, Holiday in Handcuffs. Uh, sorry again for that repeat episode, but normally we do the repeats at the end of the month, but we're doing some live shows here in Los Angeles and virtually this month. And we wanted to make sure that, uh, we got them out in time for the holidays. So what we did was we put our repeat at the beginning of the month instead of the end of the month. So, uh, I think for a lot of you, you didn't even realize it. Um, But I'm going to be clean with you. I'm going to come clean with you because if you're listening to the mini, you're in, you know, you know what's going on. Um, By the way, we are going to be in Vancouver in February. That's right. How did this get made is back on the road. Vancouver is really interesting because um, Vancouver is the last live show that we ever did uh, for the Just for Laughs festival. We performed there and that was like four days before the world shut down. And we're going to be coming back (laughs) February 24th. It's a Thursday night. You can get tickets and information about where we're performing and the time and all that sort of stuff at hdtgm.com. And make sure you subscribe to our mailing list because we have some new LA shows coming up as well in January. We're back at Largo. We're back, you know, We're getting back into it. We're figuring it out. And uh, every month you can see Jason and I improvise with our group Dinosaur. It has uh, Rob Hubel in it and Owen Burke and Rob Riggle and Chad Carter and Phil Augusta Jackson, uh, Charlie Sanders and Seth Morris. It's a great group. And that is once a month at Largo. We'll be back December 20th. That will be a live show at Largo. And then we are back, um, I think, the 24th of January. Uh, But you can see. Check the calendar. No big deal. Uh, A big thing that I want to do before we move the show forward is say thank you to our great uh, Francis Day for that amazing theme song that was reminiscent of the Ramones I loved it Uh, and now let's get to you you got problems I got solutions it is now time for the Paul Helpline Ryan Thomas take it away hello I like that theme. All right, Ryan, let's get into it. You got problems. I am going to try to solve them. And you know what? If I can't solve them or I'm not solving them as well as you want them to be solved, then you know what? You become the therapist. You take over and do that at the Discord. Uh, Our Discord is at discord.gg slash hdtgm or at discord.gg slash paulshear. Both thriving Discords, full of great people and fun stuff. Um, Free 30 seconds to set up, no, there's no gimmick. It's just ease of use and good people. It's social media without the assholes, or at least in those two spaces without the assholes. Um, all right, Doug, what do you got?
2: Hey, Paul, this is Doug Hoyer, and I have a question for you as a, as a Hollywood insider. Uh, I just kind of want to know, if you happen to have an opinion or a thought on this, what's the logic in remaking a television series for streaming platform? Like, I saw there's a Cowboy Bebop uh, remake from the animated, or anime uh, series, and they've remade it into a live action. Now, I see the purpose of remaking movies for for theater, theatrical release for theater, like the Disney uh, films that they're remaking, and, you know, retelling uh, those stories for a new generation, and also to, you know, get people into theaters and make some money that way. But on streaming, they've already subscribed, so why... Is it just the IP? Is it just because it's a, a known quantity to some people and so might get eyeballs and keep them on the platform for 10 more hours? Versus making something new, maybe with an existing property, a la Star Trek Lower Decks and things like that. Anyways, uh, I'd love to know your opinion on why some things are made. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Doug, this is a really good question, and I think you kind of answered it a little bit. Um, But I want to kind of talk about what you were saying about Cowboy Bebop. Like, why would they make a live-action Cowboy Bebop? And I think the idea is... Why not? I don't know. I think this idea to, like, take animated things and bring them into the real world is bizarre to me because I think the whole idea behind animation is that you can do things that you would never be able to do with live-action. So... Like, am I interested in Akira, the live action version? I guess. Yeah, kind of. But, oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I think you you were more along the lines of being right when you were talking about IP. IP, these studios have IP. And when they make something that they already own, they make more money from it because they are the owners of it. Instead of getting a new property or if they have to go get a book, they have to go buy that. They have to bring in another producer. They own some version of it. So they're able to get another version out. Now I have a big issue with this, which is we are spending way too much time remaking great things. We should be remaking shitty things. Um, because this is my big theory, like give me a year and I can reboot three awful pieces of IP and make them better because all these things that we don't like, especially here on this show. Uh, They can be so easily fixed. It's a good premise executed poorly instead of taking something that's a great premise and then trying to re-execute it. It's very, very hard. Um, So to answer your question, I don't know exactly. I'm sure it is a money thing. Um, It's in the library. I've had a lot of meetings where people are like, what do you like from our library? I've worked on IP. And I'll tell you my issue with IP personally. It sucks. It sucks to work in IP because why everyone likes the IP is different. So you're not making the thing that you want to make because it's like your vision. You have to answer everybody else's vision. So if you do get to make something with IP, do an IP that no one really gives a shit about or isn't that invested in because I do believe that that actually helps. Like, I think Jason Reitman walked a very fine line with that Ghostbusters. Seems like people loved Ghostbusters. But, like, that's a scary IP. Why would you want to get back? Why would you want to do it? And it's, it's, a, it's a struggle because you get in there and then you're upsetting. You're going to be upsetting someone along the way. So just make your own stuff or make stuff that people don't care about. Uh, that's my opinion. But you know what? People are able to pull it off very successfully. As far as Cowboy Bebop goes, you know... I don't know because I, I would imagine that Netflix doesn't even really own Cowboy Bebop because they acquired it. They must have seen on some level that Cowboy Bebop was so successful and instead of like making more, they just decided to remake it. That's what I would imagine. If it's down to Netflix, I think that they can figure out you know, by the second, like who you are, how long you watched, what people want to see, they should be creating the best of everything because they can literally see what people want in ways that I I don't even think uh, we understand. I mean, you know, they got all the data, all the data is right there. Um, Anyway, uh, I I don't know if that answered your question. It's a big, it's a big clusterfuck. But uh, all I'm going to say is, Let me make Logan's run. Um, All right, uh, Dan, what do we got?
2: Hey, this is Dan. I know it's a little late, but Jason was asking about who could possibly replace The Rock in Fast Ten, And I know it's an impossible question because nobody could replace The Rock. However, in the Tooth Fairy Part 2, The Rock was replaced. He was replaced by Larry the Cable Guy. So if the rock is unavailable to do fast ten, I think we have a perfect solution. We get Larry the cable guy in there to do Hobbs. I don't know. I think it's perfect. What do you guys think? But
1: Oh Dan, you son of a bitch. You fucking son don't pull that bullshit. Don't you think Larry the cable guy was as good as the rock in the tooth fairy? How dare you? How? dare you? No, I mean, The Rock is irreplaceable. I mean, truly irreplaceable. I mean, the only way you could replace The Rock is if you replaced him with someone as iconic. Did I call The Rock iconic? Yeah, I did. Like Keanu Reeves, Will Smith. I was gonna say Charlize, she's already in it. Like, there are people that, like, they would have to, they'd have to be almost... As big, if not bigger, than The Rock. Not in size. I mean, that's impossible. Uh, just in stature. I mean, you can't You can't just put Larry the Cable Guy in. But by the way, in the Fast and Furious world, I, I wouldn't doubt that that guy's working in a garage somewhere in Fast 10 or 11. I mean, honestly, now that you brought it up, I want to see it. Um, all right. This is a call we got from Vicky Roma.
0: My name is Vicki Roma. State number FF-793. This is a notification from our Department of Tax Debt and Financial Settlement Services. All right,
1: Services. I'm, I'm going to stop that a little bit. Right. Vicky, Vicki, Vicki, you sound like you are not a, a, a true listener of the show. Let me, All right, let me play a little bit more.
0: The purpose of this call is to inform all U.S. citizens on our state list about the new tax yeah, debt no. compromise all right, stop program. Vicki,
1: Vicki. Vicky. Thank you, by the way. I appreciate you looking out for me as far as the tax and credits and stuff like that. But I don't think, I think you're using this as an ad platform. I don't, I don't like it. Uh, do not call here anymore, okay? I'm sorry, Vicky Roma, you're banned from the show. And finally, let's get uh, Katie.
0: Hey, it's all down here, Cody and Devin. This is Caitlin from Chicago. Long time listener, first time caller. Always wanted to say that. Um, I had a response from Mark from Seattle about the ghost friends from last week's uh, mini-episode, I really resonated with their question and wanted to share a bit about my experience with this. Um, I think there are a lot of different types of platonic relationships, and for me, I'm a childless person in my 30s, and my availability obviously differs greatly from my 40-year-old friend who works full-time with two toddlers, so I expect their availability and communication style to be different. Um, And I definitely grant them a lot of leeway because of it. Um, But if your friends aren't reaching out to you at all, even just to say hello or check up on you or forward you something funny they saw, maybe it's time to just take a step back and give them the opportunity to reach out without being the one to always do so. Um, I had to do this with a few friends because I just felt that there was a lack of effort on their part, and I decided that wasn't something I was comfortable with in a friendship. And when I did so, one friend started taking the initiative um, in regards to communication, not necessarily planning, but it at least felt less one-sided and allowed them to be more assertive and also make me more comfortable in the relationship. Um, I think when they're used to someone else doing the heavy lifting, they can take it for granted while people who are natural initiators like us make it a bit resentful over time. Um, I did lose touch with two friends from this, and I guess that's the risk if you want to take it. Um, But it did give me some closure on the situation, and I felt a bit relieved that I didn't have to do all the work or wonder if they even wanted to hang out with me. Um, And it's also made room for deeper connections with the friends that have hung in there and showed up, so to say. Um, So thanks, Paul and team. Keep the shows coming. The HDTGM Last have helped me through some really difficult times. Huge thank you for that.
1: Bye. All right, Katie, this is a good point. You you are right. Um, Ghost friends. I know it's tricky. It's a tricky business. I think you're right. Actually, after we had this conversation, my wife and my wife uh, brought up this uh, issue that she had with a friend of hers that kind of called her out for not responding. And she felt terrible about it. And I think, oh boy, oh boy, I don't know. I don't know. I'm mixed on it. I am mixed on it, but I think you're right. I think that you are. um, I sometimes think that friends are cyclical. Like you go through certain moments where you see them a lot and then you don't see them a lot. Or at least I think that that's where I'm skewed. Um, But I think you are right. Sometimes you gotta either call it right out that's what this friend did to June. Or you just um, wait until they come back to you. And maybe it maybe it is. Maybe it's like a fine wine. It ages. The friendship ages because you're not... Uh, I was going to say you're stoking the coals, but now I'm saying wine and coals. Whatever. All I'm going to say is, Katie, you are right. Thank you. You both taught me. Uh, you both. Who's you both? You and Dan, the guy who said the... Uh, Larry the Cable guy? Come on. You both taught me a lot today. You all are teaching me a lot. Continue to teach me. Continue to ask me questions. It's a two-way street. 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's the number. 619-728-5275. Call it any time. 24-7. Call me on Christmas Day. I don't care. I'm not going to pick up. It's not a home line. Nothing's ringing. So go for it. 619 Paul ask. And you know what? For all those people who are like, well, I live in a foreign country. It's a Google number. It's a goddamn Google number. It's not that big of a deal. Call it on Google. All right. Uh, by the way, a big thank you to all the amazing people throughout the entire year who make this show great. And the way they make this show great is through their amazing themes. They write it. They record it. They send it to us at, at earwolf.com. And when it's short and brief and great, it gets played a lot. And we want you to do it, too. So just follow those steps. Write it, record it, and send it to at Earwolf.com. We'll be right back right after this commercial break. Today's podcast is brought to you by... I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. All right, this week we are doing something a little bit different. Since last week's movie was a re-release and we already did correction zone missions for Holiday in Handcuffs, uh, Jason and I got together for another Quar chat and we just chatted up the things that we are loving. Um, I'm going to say a couple things here to start this off. One of the questions that we get asked a lot during the holidays is about our bags. Jason and I uh, love a bag. We love a bag. And I'm going to tell you some of the bags that we're rocking. We're talking about Tom Bin. Tom Bin is a great uh, bag maker. I love uh, Topo, T-O-P-O, as like a, a, a simpler backpack, a very pared down backpack. As a matter of fact, after pandemic, I've been using that one a lot more. I like that one a lot just because I just haven't been carrying that much stuff. Um, I also am a big fan of a Herschel fanny pack. I wear a fanny pack. I wear it like a bandolier, like Chewbacca. Um, Those are some of the bags that we are often talking about on the show. I also want to look here in my closet, because I'm looking at some other bags I have here. You know, I I just think that you're not going to go wrong with a Tom Bin bag. You're not going to go wrong with a Topol bag. Tom Bin is like, don't fuck around. Let's get it going. Um, The other thing I want to bring up to people's attention if you have someone in your life that loves to wear the like hats and caps, new era has got some fun caps, like Thanksgiving caps and Halloween caps and uh Christmas caps that, you know, for that sports fan in your life that you're like, well, I don't know what to do. Maybe I can get them this. Like there's literally a Thanksgiving Clippers hat. Uh, so there are some good things there as well. Um, I'll tell you, I fell down a, a rabbit hole this week and I bought my, I, I'm in charge of stocking stuffers for my family. And, uh, I bought these like little cleaners for uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second, not about this but uh, from my <laughs> for my airpods, because they do get full of junk and they're gross. and I didn't even occur to me that I could go clean them and they, there's a great like good grips. I'm a big good grips uh, person. I love good grips. Uh, they have like a, a, a little cleaner for that. So there you go. Um, again, you want to hear my full list? Popcorn machines, movies. All that sort of shit. Uh, you can hear about it on Add to Cart. I didn't talk about the the Oculus Quest 2. I'm on the fence about it. Um, but because I haven't played it, but it seems pretty great. Anyway, here's Jason and I. But before we even do that, let's hear the Quart Chat theme by Honest Jams. Chat. with Jason and Paul. they probably mention something. Jason, here we are. Here December, we are. I was thinking, yeah. In addition to what we did, now I'm throwing this at you. We should maybe be thinking a little bit about some gift ideas that we might want to tell people to get as well, like because a lot of our quartet chat Ooh, okay. is books and and uh, yeah, vinyl yeah, yeah. and things. Like, you know, so if it comes up naturally, uh, we can flag that. I, for I people. think there's like, a couple of things
3: that could could fall into that category. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. So this is perfect. We have been in it. I have been watching so much more. Oh, good. So I have a, I have a lot of things to talk about. I uh, bring it. I realized. On. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because I got well, a big list, too. OK. I want to start off with this podcast I've been listening to that I absolutely love. It is called Haley Wood. OK. And Haley Wood is the story. H a
3: l e y. Do you know?
1: H A I L E Y. Great. Thank and you. it is the story of Bruce Willis and this town that he moved to with oh, Demi. In Idaho. In the early na- Yes.
3: Yes, where he like bought the town or something like that. Slowly
1: but surely, he bought all these elements yes. of a town to basically create his own perfect world. Like he yeah. built a club that he would want to play in one of the great examples of this is they're talking to all the people in the town and it's just a town where he
3: can just unadulterated play harmonica wherever he wants dude
1: this is what i'm going to tell you he (laughs) literally builds this club and that the people the residents of Haley, have not really talked about it and the reporter does an amazing job of getting in there and so okay (laughs) this club (laughs) is bringing people like you know uh like uh bb king and george clinton And one of the locals who's interviewed is like, yeah, you know, we're just like not into that kind of music. Like we're more of like a, like we like country music. He just would just bring (laughs) bands in that he could jam with. Like, and he would just get on stage and just start Uh playing harmonica all the time. So he basically created a venue for him to get up and play harmonica all the time. And there was like a diner in town that he, he, there was a diner. He built another one that's like an old school diner, had like red velvet yeah. or a red leather seats, but his diner served hummus and he wanted a diner that would have hummus. The other diner didn't have hummus. So it's like all like little it things. Was like hum- wait,
3: was hummus. They just they did all the other all the regular dishes. But then in addition, they just had hummus. Right. Like he's like, he's,
1: he basically like he took everything and bruised it. Like, he yeah. just, like he's like, oh yeah, I want this stuff. And he did amazing stuff for the town, but it's a fascinating journey incredible. into, cause I remember as a kid, I don't know if you remember this, but it was like an HBO special where it was like live from Haleywood, Idaho, Bruce Willis in True West. Oh, and no. it was like he had built his own theater yeah. in Haley and was putting on like live performances. And then like he's holding premieres for his movies there, but no one like wow. lives in a small town. He's trying to shoot movies in this town. Like he...
3: Yeah, that's it, fascinating. It's
1: fascinating. It's a free podcast. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcast. But it is... Oh, I love that. They uh, they they are they go down so smooth. And I'm just like, oh, I cannot wait to hear more and more. Because it was did one of those weird facts. Did you listen to
3: um, the Devil's Candy uh, yes. season of uh, the Plot Thickens? Or did you yes. listen to the audiobook of Devil's Candy? Either way. Um, no, I
1: listened to the, the podcast, yeah. which was phenomenal i think we may we might have even
3: talked about it here i think we talked about it briefly but yeah that was an incredible series that book is incredible and also uh, i i think i mentioned this last time but the plot thickens the new season is all about lucy uh lucille ball oh yes um i know
1: this because june got a a pair of uh Airbuds with Lucy's face on them. Uh, Wait, Airbuds
3: the the basketball playing dogs.
1: Oh yeah, yeah Air <laughs> Buds. and they are they are little dogs that you put in your a ear. Little, uh
3: I'm, I still think that is a marketing idea that is that needs to happen. Airbuds. You'll buds, never lose them. They're 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 Airpods that look like golden retrievers. You see, that is... Jumping uh, into your ears. <laughs> <laughs> or dunking a basketball into your ear. The basketball is like the foam part that goes in your ear, and the air yes. bud is dunking the basketball in your ear.
1: Sorry, go ahead. I, I, would, I would be... I'm, I'm all in. How was that Lucy one? Is it good?
3: It's good so far. I, I haven't... Uh, I've listened to, I think, maybe just the first three, and I think there's a couple more that have come out since. Super fascinating. Like, what... What an incredible, incredible um uh character and person she is. Like to dig in on Lucy is fascinating.
1: And she is not as nice as we were led to believe. Like right? I remember not reading that like, there was a yeah, there's like a letter that I once saw that someone unearthed that was just really like, I will bring by pain and destruction to my enemies. Like basically I was like yeah. I'm holding accounts on everyone who is wrong. She's a, she's a, very, a real
3: tough character. You know, really interesting, yeah. really uh but like so compelling. It it's it's definitely it's the plot thickens. It's absolutely worth listening to. Um great. I'm I'm And super I into
1: heard it. and this is now uh yeah. via <laughs> this is Quarchet chat recommendations via a friend who I do rec- uh, who I do believe in uh that the uh the movie is actually really good. Like oh, then uh, surprisingly, oh, okay. yeah, like just really well done, like Sorkin being Sorkin, yeah. but in the best possible way. All right. So that's that. a, that's a, on the side recommendation of somebody that I trust. So I'm bringing it here to you.
3: All right. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take, I'll, I'll take all of it. That's great. Um, I was going to say, have you, I, I, I think we talked about it before last year, but, um, Uh, the incredible series, how to with John Wilson has returned season two is up only, I think only a couple of episodes have aired so far. Both of them, uh, I've watched and are absolutely incredible. This is just one of the most impressive and most incredible shows that is currently on television. It is on HBO max. John Wilson's a documentarian and he just shoots, um, footage, of New York, in and around New York, finds these, it's like, it's a show that is predicated entirely on like the yes and ethos. Like he'll right. meet a person just randomly in a situation and he'll yes and him like it, by just talking to the person, suddenly you're in that person's home and suddenly this person is showing you all of their what their what their obsession is and it's it's fascinating and it really it goes places that are so fascinating and you never expect so surprising and then they're always on these incredible they're thematically so resonant so absolutely worth watching how to with John Wilson
1: Yeah it's a it's one of those like small shows that I feel like is whispered about like oh have you like like you're looking yeah. for people who have seen that first season because it was a show that did not get a lot of like wide well uh, it happened
3: to be released yeah. right as the pandemic was happening beginning so i yeah. feel like nobody was paying attention to like what's good on tv right now everybody was like oh, what's happening are we dying like and so i feel like it yeah. got a little bit lost in that early pandemic kind of shuffle and it's it's produced by nathan fielder so if if that if you are a Nathan Fielder fan, you will absolutely like this show. It it is it is very kind of like a spiritual cousin of that show, you know.
1: Yeah. Um and you know, it's uh speaking about HBO, I don't know if you read this thing today, but it's an article that I really think everyone needs to read. You watch Secession on HBO, right?
3: I'm going to be completely honest here, Paul, yeah. and tell you I am still in season 1 of Succession. All right. Well, It is one of my embarrassing blind spots. Go ahead. Oh, well, okay.
1: Then all I will say is this. There was an article that came out this week about uh, the actor uh, Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall in it. Uh, And it is one of the most... I'm, like, obsessed with reading profiles that are... <laughs> like that, are like head scratchers, and this is a <laughs> head scratcher one. Like, this Ooh, is good. one, okay. It is a uh, I know this is like out of the realm of what we normally talk about, but uh, Ooh, that's fascinating. It is, it, he is a method actor. Oh boy, who clearly knows his cast members hate him. Uh, wow. uh the guy, it, it's there's a lot of things that are not said in the article. Can but I ask you a question? They're there. Does mm-hmm.
3: he know his cast members hate him? And yes. And is that for him a victory? Because the character he, he's playing a character that those characters hate. Like, is that the point? I Has he no? I don't no them, no
1: oh, no okay. no no. Because okay. this article goes into very uh, into great detail about other things that he's worked on and acts the same. Okay, way. okay. I, I I think there is. Um, He's an actor who isolates himself. One of the stories that they tell is like um, they're shooting that movie The Judge with Robert Downey Jr. And, um, you know, he he's Robert Downey Jr.'s brother in that and he's autistic in that. So he spent some time in and in in, and working with the autistic community, but then also started requesting things of the prop department that were not in the film and the (laughs) prop department were like, well, I don't have time to make that for you because that's not one of the things that like is in the film. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would start showing up to set in character and (laughs) be weeping, but not on days where he was shooting. So he was like on set. Uh, yeah. So it's, it is like one of those like real good, like real good ones that you're like, Oh boy. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So it's, it is, um, and I don't think it will wreck anything <laughs> for you, as far as like where, what oh, the no, character is. No, yeah, that's that, that, I is, can
3: separate that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no, oh, I mean, amazing. It, yeah,
1: it's a great. It's great. I mean, spoiler wise, uh, more than oh, I see uh, what you're actor, saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: that I would like turn against the the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get or it that
1: you would know so that you would know something about the upcoming season about the more, show. More, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, I yeah. get it
3: now. But uh, but yeah. even that, I don't. I, I'm not a big yeah. spoiler person. That's uh, that's fine by me. Oh
1: God, it's so fun. It's shit, that's funny. Oh. Because it also feels like, and I think he is phenomenal on the show. So it has something like whatever he's doing is working. But when you get like an unfiltered, like I don't think that people are. I think that people give a lot of respect to Daniel Day-Lewis, so they wouldn't say, like, oh, this asshole built a cabin. Like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. here you're getting a lot of energy of, like, oh, this fucking guy. Uh- <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of that. Like, oh, a lot of like, Aaron a, Sorkin going, I want like, he wanted this.
3: I want a two-hander with Jeremy Strong and Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Where they play, oh, like... See. Where they play, like they would love it. They would live together. Yeah. They
1: would like build a boat together and go sailing and become pirates. You know? Oh my God, that would be
3: incredible. That would be that's oh. that's a. I want to I want to make Neil Simon's The Odd Couple with Daniel Day Lewis oh. and Jeremy Strong.
1: Real <laughs> grounded, really like really, really getting to the heart.
3: Really divorced intense.
1: men, yes, living in this world. What's next? One's a Will I slob.
3: Do- and one is so uptight. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. Please put that in there. Oh, I want that. I want like someone I to do make, like a mash I want to genuinely a try up. and make that. <laughs> oh, God. Let's get that just going. Just watch them uh, just
3: destroy each other uh, oh uh, on God. set. That would be incredible. <laughs> uh, uh, where are you on Hawkeye? Oh, oh I'm so here's, in. here's what I'll say. This is a good, uh, to your point, to your earlier point. Um, a good Christmas gift for somebody in your life that you might, mm-hmm. um, that might that is enjoying Hawkeye, or that enjoys comics, or that has mm-hmm. a, a an interest in that stuff. Um, the there's a a, a large portion of this Hawkeye series that's on Disney Plus right now is based on the Matt Fraction David Aha um. Hawkeye series that came out—I can't remember it—eight years ago now. Yeah, um, it's a—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's just one series of comics that is absolutely transcendent and incredible. If you've been watching the show, it introduces the the track suit bros and the and all this kind of stuff and and pizza dog. And a lot of these characters and a lot of the look of the show is based on this specific comic series that is all collected in one book now. So you can buy this book. It is it's it's Hawkeye. It's uh, Matt Fraction, David uh, David Aja. And the book. So I mean, the book is incredible comics. And I'm loving the show.
1: I am too, Jason.
3: Like, all right.
1: I I was, I know some people I've talked to have had issues with like the first two episodes. First two episodes I, were slow. So, but I was still in because Haley Stanfield is great. She's, great. She's great. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt like, not for the first time, but it was a new character that was introduced to the MCU that I'm like, I really want to see this. Like, I'm into seeing this character, and I also feel like they nailed Jeremy Renner. Like, they were like, okay, here's the thing. They finally
3: are figuring Jeremy, they're finally, they've made, if you're a comics fan, and apologies if you are, this is going to be old news, but the MCU version of Hawkeye, is not the Hawkeye of the comics that we've all right. grown up reading. Hawkeye was... Hawkeye doesn't have a family. Hawkeye doesn't have three kids. Hawkeye is, uh, the like, the fuck-up of the Avengers. He's always fucking shit up. A surgeon who worked he's,
1: in Vietnam.
3: He's, he was a villain a rogue, at one point. <laughs> <laughs> yes. With different Hawkeye? He, no, no, mixing drinks in his tent. Um, yeah. Radar O'Reilly uh, was his best friend. Um <laughs> Can you imagine if it was if it was Alan Alda or Elliot Gould?
1: Um, get them in the show. Okay. Get, well, that's the
3: thing is. Well, that's what the, this is a big question mark. They're talking about you know Spider Man uh, No Way Home has all of the different Spider Men in it, and my yes. understanding is that part of that also includes the Jeremy Renner Hawkeye, the um, Elliot Gould Alan Hawkeye, Ald- yes. and the Alan Alda Hawkeye are all Finally. in. They're all finally
1: in- <laughs> Feige said that now the MCU is finally going to be able to hold them all. It's going to yes. be it's going to be great. It's yes. going to be the, really MCU, great. the
3: but- M in MCU now stands for M.A.S.H. Um, <laughs> uh, but the, this that's series where they got is- their
1: special powers.
3: Exactly. This series is closest to giving us the Clint Barton Hawkeye that we know from the comics, the the bruised and battered fuck up who's kind of who's quippy and has more banter. And isn't just kind of dour and uh, the family man, which is what I he's mean. Been. I,
1: I will say, like, like I'm a big Marvel fan. You know that we both are. Yeah. Uh, I just find that his character was a little bit underwritten, and they kind of gave him this uh, like love story with uh, with Scarlett Johansson in the film, which I think is like the only real thing that we could really like
3: hang on, you know, besides just being. Which like, would have been here's the thing, which it would have been great if that was a love story, but by yes. introducing Linda Cardellini and him having three kids. Yes. In Age of Ultron, you get this, you, you really split him into these two different characters, because one is this loving family man, and one is like a, a, an assassin, essentially, you know, um, yeah. a, 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 and an Avenger. But, you know, when he becomes Ronan, there's so much interesting stuff to Clint Barton in the comics, and they're, they're playing with some of it now. They're finally fleshing out the kind of what is interesting about Clint Barton I think
1: well i what i was realizing was they kind of they look i have an issue i liked winter soldier uh the the show the winter soldier show uh but oh yeah i felt like i felt like they forced a buddy cop energy that wasn't necessarily there and here comedically this show is very sound like they created Hawkeye, like he's a grumpy old man. He is like Danny yes. Glover in in that lethal weapon archetype, if you want to. And and it's and he's funny and good and they added so and much to his the character. Most, and
3: what's very true is he and Haley Steinfeld have great chemistry, and that's yes. why that's why for me, I also because my after the first two episodes, I was like because I know there's only six, so I was yeah. like, oh, we're two in, and I I would have liked for more to have happened. By now, but right. I love their I love their chemistry. There was so much there that I liked, but it still it still felt like we were it, like setting it up, and I was like, it's going to be over quick. So I yeah, episode three really was like to me. I was like, thank God, this is. I feel like there's the a show.
1: tonal shift, like a tonal shift that happens in episode three. Those directors, Bert and Bertie, yep. that directed that great. episode, like they it just pops, and all of a sudden, like the show is firing on full thrusters. And I do think that. The way I watched the first two episodes, I was like, I watched them back to back because they came out on the same day. And now I feel like that may be a lot of setup to like get us forward, but whatever. And also another, uh, a Marvel for the Marvel fan in your life, there is that uh, great book they released, the Marvel uh, like compendium. It's like a coffee table book of the, the first 10 years of the MCU. And it's a great, funny stories from behind the scenes, things that they were going to do that they couldn't do. Like a very candid, and yep. which is surprising for a big corporate book, uh, but like those old school, like J.W. Rensler Star Wars books, this is for the Marvel thing. Cool. Uh, I was talking about it with uh, Scott Ackerman, who uh, has pointed out to me that there was many a typo in it. Uh, I guess to rush it out, they <laughs> they kind of uh, didn't do a, say a this, solid pass. He
3: told me the same thing, so that gives you yeah. a little bit of insight into who Scott Ackerman is. <laughs> He's the guy who wants to tell everybody about the typos in books. <laughs> um, and I will say, if, if you like it, if you like, if, if, if the Matt Fraction also wrote a book that I think I recommended here at one point called Superman's Pal Jimmy Olsen a couple of years ago. For oh, I don't DC know if I read that. That is also now collected uh, in in like a, one single book. Uh, and it's fantastic. It's so funny. It's it's just about the the misadventures of Jimmy Olsen as he becomes like the the focal point of the story and it's just it's great. It's a you don't have to know it, it, much like here's what I'll say. Much like the Hawkeye book that we're talking about, you don't need to know anything. You can just go no. into both of these books and understand them. You don't need to know the history. You don't need to know back issues. You can just read these standalone stories. Which
1: are Yeah, great. I I I, I think those are really fun. And also that might be a, a nice sideways gift for the person in your world that does like a lot of Marvel stuff, but haven't read the books. Cause I think there's a, a large contingent of people who are, are like, that. oh yeah, big time. Um, big time. I will tell you, I, I have so many movies, things I want to talk to you about, but I, I will just start off with this. Have you seen the green Knight?
3: I have not. Ooh. I know it's David Lowery's movie yes. and I have not yet seen it. Yes.
1: I loved it. Another polarizing film, I guess, but I don't know w- what your issue would be with it. Um I loved it. It is uh right now available to um, potentially rent, definitely buy on iTunes. Uh it is a very uh you know, it's it's a like medieval tale. It's about the the yeah. Knights of the it's Round like Table. It's an
3: Arthurian it's, legend. Yes. Uh, right?
1: Yes. And I won't say much more than saying that uh it does it just as I love David Lowry? I think that I, I'm all in incredible, incredible. And one I
3: think, of like the best filmmakers working today, David Lowry.
1: Yes, and this is just right there visually, it's so good. I know Guillermo del Toro gets so much attention for his attention to detail and his lush visuals and things of that nature, and nothing not to take away from him, but this is. That same level yeah. of like wow, Ooh, that's great. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think you'll really. I don't want to talk too much about it, but just say like, yeah, uh, it is a really, uh, really fantastic and did a, you and watch a fun one to by watch.
3: any chance? The harder they fall.
1: Not the, yet. I've been, okay. Oh yeah, I've been I've been wavering on watching it. I haven't heard it's anybody talk about it. And I was, okay, it's great. a
3: blast. It's it's it is it's a western it's like a stylized Western it's Idris Elba like Stansfield it's like I got a like a an incredible cast uh it is super fun super violent really great kind of just Western shoot-'em-up kind of it's a, it's just great it it gave me like
1: oh I can't it, wait it, it
3: hit like those Tombstone uh, uh, Vibes for me or you're you know unforgiven like there's a lot in there that is just really juicy and the performances are exceptional. Uh, Jonathan Majors, who we talked about because he was introduced as Kang uh, and will be Kang in the MCU. It's ostensibly he's the lead of it, although it's a huge ensemble piece. He's unreal. He's unreal in this movie. So good. Uh, I'm so excited for what and it made me even more excited for Kang stuff coming through in Quantumania and wherever else he shows up, quite honestly. At I mean, this, this point, is the world, you know, though. Anything. You know, yeah. He could be in any well, of these did you movies hear, or TV shows. Did you
1: hear the news today that Charlie Cox is uh, officially I did back hear that. in the MCU? and As Daredevil. As Daredevil. And now they're saying that really anyone is on the table. Like yeah. So we thought for a while that maybe some of these MCU characters might be dead. And uh, from yeah, there the was Netflix a lot shows.
3: of time where we thought the Netflix, Jeff Loeb helmed Netflix series would have been not welcomed into the MCU. And it now seems as though they're going to pick and choose because it also seems spoilers for Hawk, although uh, this is not a spoiler because we don't know this, but it looks very much like Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin from the Netflix Daredevil series is going to be in Hawkeye.
1: And I would say if you have a good ear, you definitely heard his exactly. voice. I don't know anything I don't know anything about yeah. it, but I don't, I, I don't you know anything, his voice.
3: but if you listen yeah. and you are paying attention, I think and and when and I heard from, him, yeah. I,
1: I perked up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it made me excited. The other movie that I want to talk about, that uh, really briefly, is um, a movie that might have also slipped under the radar, uh, but I finally saw Zola. Janixa Bravo directed oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. this movie. Zola, great, Incredible. Uh, great movie, Incredible. really fun, and ba- it's all based, based on, on that a series. Twitter
3: thread. Right? Was yes. it Twitter or Instagram? Twitter
1: thread, like like a like hundred and twenty tweet thread or something crazy yeah. like that. Um, and it's a true story about this uh, woman who. Uh, goes to a, a strip club, uh, you know, goes out of state to a strip club with a woman she doesn't know, and the and that whole world kind of opens up there. And it's a, uh, it is so fun. And it was it's one of those movies really where I was good. afraid to go to the theater, and I didn't see it in the theater. And then I forgot that it was like available on Hulu, and I watched it. and I was like, oh, I'm so upset that I have not watched it earlier. The performances: Taylor Page is amazing, Riley Kehoe is fantastic, and Coleman Domingo is so fucking scary yeah. and so and Jenixa,
3: uh, Jenixa Bravo who you know yeah. uh, did Lemon uh, which was a, a movie uh, with Brett Gelman a number of yeah. years ago is just an incredible filmmaker so she's, I think
1: she's uh, her attention to detail and the yeah. little things that she does like I was saying that the sound design in that was just I feel silly to talk about the sound of that but it's like she's no, no. her Everything that she, everything is intentional. Everything is specific, and it's it really is. It's really well done.
3: Have you watched any of the Beatles documentary?
1: All right, right. I'm this is where I'm a little bit behind. I've only yeah, watched yeah, the fine. first like hour, and I okay. and I'm and I'm and I'm ready to
3: get into it, and I want to talk get into about it next time right. because it is absolutely one of the like one of my top five things of the year. Of the, this is years. what I need it to, is, yeah, this
1: is. Because yeah.
3: of two things. It's like, and I understand, I've talked to some people who are like, oh, it's so long, oh, it's it's kind of boring, or blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing. It's about two things that I am obsessed with, uh, and it's only about those two things. The creative process and interpersonal dynamics. So And Billy Preston? Cam- And Billy, oh, my God, when (laughs) Billy Preston shows up, it is electric Um, uh, and it's electric to the band because he shows up at a period where they're down, where they're struggling. And Billy Preston shows up and everybody is like, like comes alive again. It's so exciting. It's so exciting to watch, you know, even let me let me say this. Even if you don't like the Beatles, this is not like this documentary is not like a hooray. We love the Beatles. This documentary is there are cameras set up looking at the Beatles while they're trying to write songs, but are mostly fighting with each other.
1: And and, and just so people know the context, there was this movie was already released uh, many years ago. Peter Jackson. Just pieces of it. Just pieces pieces of of it. it. Well, didn't they have didn't they have a full movie? And then Peter Jackson. Not that like, it is I, like oh, okay. this long, not
3: that's eight oh, hours no, no, long. No. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, basically
1: yeah. Peter Jackson got all the footage hmm. and reconceived it because I think what was released I see made what it you're look saying. Yes. uh yeah, the original documentary made it look as if they basically made it sensational rather than what Correct. it was. Yes. And um and Peter Jackson went back in, was able to digitally remaster things, pull voices out, things out that you've never seen, and it has created this seven to eight hour opus it that is. is Exciting!
3: It is so fascinating. To, it's about it. Really, I I think I love it just because it's about it's about process. You're watching I how you're wait. watching how these songs came to be and what happened, and you're watching them in the moment. Paul just kind of strumming along on his bass. Blah blah blah. Ha, blah, blah, sha, blah, blah, blah blah blah. Get back to where you and you just like lines just pop out, and you're like, holy shit! I'm watching the moment where this song was birthed. That's crazy. And Uh, and when I tell you, nobody's even paying attention. Like there's such, they have such kind of like, like disdain for each other at this point in the process that you really, you're watching them create absolute classic music inside of band dynamics that are fairly miserable. It's pretty, it's, it's great.
1: It's worth it. All right, well, that's a good excitement for me. I have more that I want to talk to you about. I want to get into it. We will do it again, because why not? We are still here. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, the combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kid said, mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I love these razors. They are perfect. And now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. All right. We had to cut that one a little bit short. We will be back later in the month to keep on talking. I know I hit Jason with a surprise there, but... um. As we were recording, I realized I had to drop my son off at basketball. Uh, and you know what? I can't, I can't be one of those dads who is not going to bring his kid to basketball. Not because I'm sitting here talking to Jason about fucking Hawkeye. So I had to do that. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll be back, though. We'll be talking more. And um, like I said, a reminder, Vancouver, February 24th. How did this get made? We'll be in the Just for Last Festival. You can get tickets right now. Go for it. Just go to httgm.com. You'll get the link right there. It's easier than me giving you a long thing. All right, let's get to next week's movie. Uh, we are back, people. Our first live show. We haven't even done it yet. I'm nervous about it. Uh, it is uh, a virtual show that we are doing. And the virtual show that we are kicking this season off with is Mance. Now, um, so Mance is a Hallmark film. And we were really hoping to get Jessica Sinclair for this episode. And I will tell you this much um, she is in London. And, like, the time that we're doing this is like four in the morning, and getting Jessica to do internet hookup at like the proper time is already a battle. I can only imagine trying to get her up at four in the morning and do like a recording setup. It wouldn't make any sense. So, I, I don't want to burst your bubble. Jessica will not be there for this virtual show, but. We got some surprises. Um, Here's a breakdown of the snowman's plot. Uh, Each year, Sarah builds up her snowbow. That's a snowman uh, with her best friend, Nick. And after another breakup, she begins to wonder if she'll ever find true love of her own. And after a little Christmas magic, well, guess what? Her snowbow comes to life. That's right, we're talking about a snowman who fucks. Um, Just like Jack Frost, the dad uh, who became the dad who died in a DUI accident now was a truck accident uh who came back as a snowman this is a snowman who uh who you know gets it on with a lady who's looking for love it's not rated on Rotten Tomatoes of course not but a user on IMDB says this about the film it's not for everybody you know the ending at the very beginning but it's kind of a pleasant journey this isn't for everybody obviously Probably just real romantics. All right, let's take a listen to the
0: trailer. It was love at first sight. Anyone could see that. I love you. I can't believe this is happening. What are you doing? Did you make me into your snow boyfriend? I'm sorry, Sarah. Come on. You can have anyone you want. I like romantic. Someone who can sweep me off my feet. All he needs is a name. I like Cole. Let's do this every year.
1: Another Christmas being single. It's <laughs> a blank canvas. Gotta be adventurous. Charming. Someone who will
2: sweep you off your feet.
1: Come Christmas, I'll
2: be in love. Hi.
0: <gasps> okay.
1: I just happened to be passing by when I spotted this.
0: I don't know how to thank you. How about lunch? Sounds good. Cool. Cool.
1: Cole, like our snowman?
0: Cole. You have to come outside and see this.
1: Puts her up in a carriage?
0: Are you warm is it
2: warm out here and you don't find it just a little bit strange that this perfect guy happens to breeze into your life
1: and melt in your heart
0: how long have you been in love with him
1: pretty much my whole life Does she know? you can't just wait around how many more snowmen are you planning on building
3: i don't like you want to find true love nick <laughs> Why are you trying to ruin my
1: relationship with Cole? Because I've been in love with you since the fifth grade. You're not the only one waiting for a wish to come true.
3: Are you really going to try and convince me that you don't have any feelings for him? I don't know. I just want you to be sure that what you're feeling is more than romance.
1: You can watch Snowman's on Tubi. You know, to be the uh, that that means quality. Uh, Voodoo and Amazon Prime for free with subscriptions, or check your local Ion Channel listings. And as always. Check your local public libraries. I don't think they're going to have this one, but check them anyway. Just get to your libraries. Um, all right. There's no movie bitches this week, but Avril Halley, our movie picking producer, and uh, Andrew Galdi, they do an amazing job. And a big just shout out to them as always. That's it for the show. Remember to rate and review it. It helps. Visit us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and our Facebook page at facebook.com slash And our Twitter is just, you know, H-T-T-G-M, same as our Instagram. You know what the deal is. If you want to hear the entire show without commercials, our back catalog, everything in between, you can do that by going to Stitcher Premium, signing up there. The, the app has gotten a lot better. Um, for a free one-month trial, use the code BONKERS. A big thank you to our super producer, Cody. Our MVP. That's our most... Well, I'm going to say another producer, Molly Reynolds. I, I used to call her MVP, but she's an official producer now. Uh, I'm going to say our audio engineer, Devin. is just killing it. Our our just uh, man behind the scenes, July DS, and everybody at Earwolf, uh, thank you all for all the work that you do, and we will see you next time for A Great Snowmance.
3: Hey guys, Sean Hayes here. Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I had a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sit down with not one, not two,